sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, this is your host Adam Ringler and welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show Monday Minutes. It is a brief five to 10 minute episode where we are catching up on everything that is happening in our industry. Things we're reading, things we're checking out, things that we are experimenting with, exploring, and it is meant to just be a quick little summary, little tidbits, little breadcrumbs of things that are happening around our strength conditioning and high performance industry. Like always, if you enjoy the show, there's a couple ways that you can support it. The very first thing I would recommend is please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email. I promise I won't spam you. And occasionally about once a month, I'll send you an email. It'll be things that I'm reading almost like a monthly recap of these Monday Minute episodes. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I explained to my friends that it is essentially the birch box of newsletters. You don't know what you're gonna get, but you know whatever you receive is gonna be chock full of great information. So head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Hey everybody, welcome to the Monday Minutes. I'm your host, Adam Ringler. And today we're gonna do something a little bit different. Every week after I make a publication, I usually get flooded with Twitter or Instagram DMs asking some very specific questions about whatever we're talking about. Most of the times they are relevant to sports science or performance sciences. And I thought rather than just discussing maybe the latest trends in our industry, we take a moment to address one question that I get from the audience every single week. So what I did was I went out and asked some of my favorite people in the world to ask some of these user-submitted, audience-submitted questions, and I'll take the remainder of the Monday Minutes time and try to provide some answers and provide some clarity and just flesh out some of the details for every question that I receive. So without further ado, here is my good friend, Coach Strider Blackburn. Head coach, strength conditioning, Newman University. Hey, everybody. This is Strider Blackburn, head strength conditioning coach from Newman University. I'm joining the Decoding Excellence show today to read some audience submitted questions. What is the most valid subjective measure for fatigue and readiness? Strider, thanks for reading this week's question. Really appreciate it from you, man. Without really going into all the objective ways that we can measure state of readiness, fatigue, HRV, things like that, whether it's Omega Wave or force plate technologies, or even look at musculoskeletal sort of strength indexes. So using something like a Nord board or a groin squeeze, those are all more objective ways that we can start to look at fatigue and the state of readiness across our athletes, across the team. So. One of the few things I think would be smart to mention, right, is just the deployment of wellness questionnaires. There's a number of different ones that are pretty well documented. Anything from the Hooper McKinnon to the Rescue, those are two, I think, most sort of valid wellness questionnaires. The Hooper being a several question quiz that essentially looks at the state of readiness across an athlete. So it asks questions like, 
the sleep duration, sleep quality, soreness, energy, mood, stress, mental focus, nutritional amount, quality and hydration. Those are all really great questions to begin to start asking your athlete. The the frequency of these wellness questionnaires start to continue to to build. And as you start to get a a better and more greater and more uh, fruitful uh, repository of all this information, the results will start to normalize. So if an athlete is a constant free on any particular one of these questions, let's just say, you know, most of these are are graded on a Likert scale between one to five. If they are a constant three or a two, that will begin to normalize so that you can start to look at their Z score and start to say, oh, wow, you know, when this athlete actually fluctuates up to a four, that's significant. If somebody's always answering a five and they down fluctuate to a three, that may be significant. Again, I think you have to look at a uh, at the movement across their individual scales, individual level, rather than just looking at the average across an entire team. If you're just looking at the average across a team, you're gonna miss the wild fluctuations. Those that sort of uh, are a constant three that up fluctuate to a five, they're feeling great today, that's a great positive change. We want that change, we want that adaptability in our in our student athletes. That's going to mask those that are constantly a three that down fluctuate to a two or a one. Those are the people that you need to be flagged on, that you need to be paying attention to, and you need to be reaching out to, to make sure that the interventions and the training load and the stress aren't accumulating negatively in their adaptability to the training program. So outside of that, I mean, you know, a lot of the times our athletes will come in, we'll ask them uh, about their sleep and their soreness and their energy. We we regularly deploy wellness questionnaires every every morning. We analyze those results. We start to look at it. We start making assumptions based on that. We reach out to athletes. We start to try to get extra treatments if they ha- happen to have the logistical flexibility in their schedule. We use this as a way of, of altering not only the training plan, but the treatment schedule as well. So that if we do have a a higher intensity session for today and an athlete has some down regulation in their CNS or their uh, fatigue or their state of readiness, then perhaps we can try to uh, schedule additional modalities, additional recovery for these athletes around their academic and, and practice schedule so that we can give them the treatment and the stimulus that they need. I look at it as a way is that if somebody's already buried deep in the hole, there's no sense of adding additional training stress when they were managing and and probably that ill management of the stress that we're already prescribing. And that could be the competition loads, that could be the practice loads, that could be academic loads, any of the stressors that might happen in a student athlete's life. And that's wide ranging, especially at this time, especially for our underclassmen that are navigating being away from home, navigating academic stressors like no others, and the emotional stressors of, of being away. So we need to be very keen with our understanding that athletes have a lot of different stress and we need to be able to manage that stress. We need to be able to train around that stress and we need to give them the tools to and the resources and the education to try to make the best out of otherwise stressful situations. The uh, Hooper McKinnon and the Rescue are, are two 
very valid and very positive ways of looking at how an athlete recovers. We've done things, and this is very early in my career, where we we were doing a like a CNS tap test. I think that's been sort of butchered in the research. But anything that you can get test retest from, so anything from like you know this is a, maybe a little bit more away from the subjective and more towards the objective, but utilizing something like a just jump or a contact mat and looking at CMJs, uh, hand on hip CMJs, looking at that can give you some some type of information. People that use grip strength as another objective measure of looking at, you know, a state of readiness and fluctuations and changes based on that. But I think really what you need to do is you need to sort of think outside the box, right? If you can't use an objective measure like a force plate or a groin squeeze or anything like that, that sort of check state of readiness and fatigue, then then the deployment of readiness questionnaires or wellness questionnaires is a, a, a next very valid way of looking and sort of assessing the state of change, the state of readiness, and the state of trainability with your student athletes. You do not need fancy athlete management systems or expensive technologies to do this. You can utilize things like Google Docs. Um, you know, most educational plans also will qualify for reduced prices for things like Tableau. So looking at maybe deploying and collecting wellness questionnaires that are distributed every day or every other day, and then analyzing the results in any type of business intelligence uh, tool like Tableau or um, Burst or Power BI is a very valid way and very cheap way of utilizing some of these resources and technologies in otherwise a very cheap and um, affordable economical way of deploying those things. But really, for the most part, we just need to do it. We just need to have you guys do it. And we need to think about, okay, what are we trying to collect? What would we, how would we act upon that information when we receive it? What are we going to be comfortable with organizationally wide, altering, intervening? How are we going to use this in the best way to help our student athletes continue to get better, continue to improve, but also do so in a way that manages the stressors and manages the various stressors that an athlete undergoes, not only in their athletic career at your level of institution, organization, but also academically, emotionally, and uh, socially as well. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Minutes show. I hope you took something away from it. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, Um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. 
I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.